0: there i'm leslie goodburn you're listening to the purple rainbow pancreatic cancer podcast in the podcast we look at pancreatic cancer across its impacts outcomes and future treatment and support we'll hear from patients loved ones about the reality of the diagnosis we'll hear from surgeons oncologists and nurses about the work they do to support people who are affected We'll hear about the wonderful work done by researchers to find a breakthrough in understanding and treatments for the future. We hope that as a result of the podcast, you'll learn more about the signs and symptoms, about how this diagnosis affects the family, about the hope for the future. Thank you for listening. Charlotte and I look forward to you joining us on our journey through pancreatic cancer throughout the 30 days of November with contributors from across the world. The Purple Rainbow podcasts are produced as part of Seth's legacy in memory of my wonderful, kind, curious, funny husband, Seth Woodburn. Hello,
1: welcome to today's episode. I'm Charlotte. Now, over the last few days, and in fact, weeks, we've spoken a fair bit about clinical trials or at least we've heard a fair bit about clinical trials. We've not actually spent that much time talking about what a clinical trial actually is. Now, obviously, they can be very different, but I thought it'd be a good idea to help us understand a little bit more about what goes on in a clinical trial and maybe dispel a few myths. So to do that, we're going to hear from Chris Bell. He's a clinical research nurse at the Christie Hospital in Manchester, working in the HPB department.
2: Clinical trials are research studies involving people. Uh, They test whether particular treatments are safe and how well they work. As researchers, we need to know, does a treatment work? Does a treatment work better than other treatments? And does it have any side effects? There are more questions uh, uh, that we need the answer to, but those are three ones, uh, three, three predominantly that we look for. Um, clinical trials are designed to answer these questions and improve health and quality of life for our patients. Um, until well-designed trials have been carried out, we simply do not have enough evidence to know if a treatment is both effective and safe. So without trials there is there would be a risk that people will be given treatments which do not work and could be harmful to them. Although survival for many types of cancer uh, has improved over the last few decades, unfortunately there hasn't been the same improvements for pancreatic cancer the five year survival rate hasn't improved for 40 years. And this is why I believe that clinical trials are so important.
1: And I know from when I've been speaking to people, we hear that, oh, I'm involved, you know, there's a phase one clinical trial, phase two. What what are those different phases and what's involved in them?
2: Many clinical trials are carried out uh, in a number of stages, or phases as we call them, a phase one clinical trial would be used typically when a new treatment is first developed, such as a new cancer drug. In a phase one trial, this new treatment may be given to a small number of people, possibly up to 10 um, to gain an understanding of side effects and to calculate what the right dose might be uh, to use in this new treatment. Um, Participants to a phase one trial may be people who are starting treatment for the first time or perhaps people who have already tried all of the usual treatments. By the time a drug reaches a phase two trial, researchers will know more about it from the phase one trial. In phase two, the aim is to test the new drug in a larger group of people to better measure the safety and the side effects and to see if there are any signs of positive effects in a larger group of people. Phase 2 trials may or may not involve comparison with another treatment. A Phase 3 trial are carried out on medicines which have passed Phase 1 and Phase 2 trials. They're usually large and may include hundreds or even thousands of patients. They often compare the effects of new drugs or treatments with standard treatments, if there are, if there are any. They Phase 3 trials provide a better test of whether new treatments work better than existing treatments and firmer evidence about how common any serious side effects might be. Um, Many Phase 3 trials are randomized clinical trials. Uh, In a randomized clinical trial, one group of people, the experimental group, will be given the new treatment. The other group, called the control group, uh, is given the standard treatment. If no standard treatment exists, the control group may be given a a placebo. um, To make sure that each group contains a similar mix of people, Many trials are randomised, this this means that people are allocated at random to either group within the trial. This is usually done by a computer programme. When people are randomised, they have an equal chance of being in either trial groups. Um, This random allocation helps ensure we are comparing two very similar groups of patients So if one group does better than another, it's very likely because the treatment being compared is better than the other treatment being used in the other group.
1: So you mentioned a little bit about, um, you said side effects are monitored and obviously safety is looked at as well. How, I think for some people when they hear clinical trials, because it is an experiment or it feels like it's an experiment, it's research that's going on. Are people concerned about safety? Should people be concerned about safety?
2: I think it's important to remember that clinical trials are carefully designed to minimise the risks and maximise the benefits to everybody taking part, uh, whatever treatment they receive. Some trials will involve very little risk, Um, some trials may involve more risks, Um, as participants taking part in the research, your doctor or research nurse will explain to you what they already know about any potential side effects for the drug being tested, and this should help you decide whether to take part or not. Clearly, this will depend very much on the exact type of drug being tested, so we would always encourage our patients to ask specific questions about the trial that they're on. Of course, it can be worrying to hear about all of the possible side effects, but it is important to bear in mind that not everyone reacts in the same way.
1: There are a lot, I guess, there are some common misconceptions about clinical trials that you must hear from people quite often, I guess.
2: Yeah, I I think uh, one of the most common questions that I get asked by a patient is, um, will I receive a placebo? And that's something that I touched on uh, when discussing the phases of clinical trials and just to go back to that slightly to clarify what a placebo is um, and that is a treatment with no active ingredient that's often designed to appear very like the treatment being tested Um, and by comparing people's responses between a placebo and to the treatment that we're testing, researchers are able whether to tell whether the treatment is having any real benefit rather than a perceived benefit. They are an essential part of some clinical trials. The important thing that I would like to reassure our patients is that not all trials contain a placebo and that all trial protocols in the UK have to be approved by a research ethic committee. In particular, the ethics committee will check that the question being asked by the trial have not already been answered and that the people being asked to take part are being approached in an appropriate way with clear information to help them to decide whether to take part. So it will be clear to any participant whether they would be receiving a placebo or not. But I would say that's one of the things that, that, that comes up and um, your research nurse or uh, doctor will be able to answer any questions about that.
1: And if someone does decide to go, you know, their approach to take part on a clinical trial and someone does go on it, what, what can they expect? Obviously, everything's going to be different, but it's like support wise, what do they get support wise? Because it's it adds that uh, it, it's an uncertain time for everybody when you're going through through cancer treatment to then go on a clinical trial I don't know it just adds that ne- ever next level of a bit more of uncertainty or a bit more of because you don't know necessarily what what's gonna what's gonna happen do you
2: mm. I, I I can't speak for all hospital trusts certainly uh, at the Christie in Manchester we're the largest single site oncology centre in Europe so I feel that we're able to offer really good support for people while they're on a clinical trial uh, at the Christie. Um, a, a, every patient will have a, uh, on a trial will have a clinical research nurse that's assigned to them um, and they'll be there to help guide you through the practicalities of being on a clinical trial. We know that dealing with a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer and making choices about treatment can be extremely challenging for patients. So taking care of people's emotional and psychological needs is one of our top priorities for anyone making these considerations. Um, We can also provide practical help with the logistics of traveling to appointments, or if people need to stay away from home for intensive visits to the hospital, we can support patients with financial help, there's certain benefits that people are entitled to and there may be travel expenses that are payable from the clinical trial company which we can help people with. Um, We're there to support people uh, from a nursing perspective through their clinical trial journey. There's also the medical team as well. Um, and the rest of the staff at the the hospital are all very research focused and supporting our patients is a major priority.
1: And then obviously the trials don't last forever but they come to an end. What happens at the end of the trial?
2: So doctors may decide that it's time for patients to stop taking part in clinical trials um, for a few reasons. It may be that they're uh, that, that a patient's condition is starting to worsen or that we feel that the treatment is no longer helping people. Um, it's also important, I should point out, that a any patient involved with the clinical trial can choose to leave a trial at any point without having to give a reason and without feeling like the care that they will then receive will be effective. Um, at the end of a clinical trial researchers will publish the results and then and make them available to anybody who took part and wanted to know the results. The results of clinical trials are usually published in specialist medical journals and online libraries of evidence such as the Lancet, British Medical Journal and the New England Journal of Medicine, which can be accessed via subscription services, or healthcare providers can sometimes point you in the right direction of accessing this information.
1: I'm interested to know Chris, why you got involved in this side or this area of of nursing? Why did you want to get involved in becoming a, re- a research nurse? Mm.
2: My background is working in, well, I worked at Manchester Royal Infirmary, which is a large inner city hospital in Manchester, Um, and I worked in the intensive care unit there where a lot of um, HPB surgeries were performed, Um, as I'm sure the listeners are aware, sometimes it is possible to operate on pancreatic cancer. I would look after patients that had these type of operations uh, immediately post-operatively and it's a really big operation and I enjoyed that aspect of working in that department um, and with that being a centre for HPV surgery. That was something which I became interested in and a bit later on in my career I decided that I'd like to look at uh, the medical side of that rather than medical side of treatments rather than the surgical side of treatments Um, and that led me to work at the Christie Hospital um, and led me into working within um, research for pancreatic cancer and um, clinical trials
1: thank you so much to chris for spending time with me and helping to explain a little bit more about clinical trials i hope you've learned something and maybe dispelled a few myths as well while we're at it of course we've got a podcast episode coming for you every weekday throughout november monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and if you want to find out a bit more about what we do head to PurpleRainbow.co.uk.